listening to Marist Connections, a podcast produced by the Marist Alumni Office, which highlights members of the Marist family, which includes our alumni, students, faculty, staff, coaches, and many more. Hello, everyone. I'm Amy Woods, Executive Director of Alumni Relations at Marist, and a graduate from the class of 1997. For the third season of Marist Connections, we're bringing you stories of alumni who are making an impact. Today, I'd like to welcome Marist alumna, Dana Jones. Welcome, Dana. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Dana Jones is the founder of Accessador, an organization dedicated to making handicapped accessible doors accessible by all. The kit enables establishments to turn ordinary handicapped accessible doors into a system that can be operated by a smartphone app. Dana transferred to Marist in 2018 after finishing her associate's degree at Dutchess Community College. She graduated from Marist in 2020 with a bachelor's in business administration with a concentration in entrepreneurship. During her time at Marist, Dana assisted the DPT program during some of their lectures and participated in the NYBPC, winning second place in the IT software division in 2018 at States. Dana is a native to the Hudson Valley, born and raised right here in Poughkeepsie, and in her spare time enjoys volunteering at local animal rescues. Welcome again. Thank you. So before we get into Accessador, I want to ask how are you doing in light of the pandemic in the past several months? Yeah, it's definitely been a challenge. I am an extrovert at heart. So I love being around people, love talking to people, interacting. So being secluded has really been, you know, an adjustment, something that we've all, I think, had to get used to. But um, other than that, it's been going okay, given everything that's been going on. I've been spending a lot of time with my dogs. Um, They've been definitely my source of entertainment during this whole thing. Um, And other than that, I've just been trying to stay busy at home and limit my exposure to other people. Mm -hmm. So you started Accessador in 2018, and what was the inspiration behind that? Yeah, so it really started during my freshman year of college. Um, I think with any student, college is really the first time where you get to kind of venture off on your own and you get a little more independence and freedom. And for me, during the day, one of my biggest challenges was going from building to building to get to class. And the standard technology to open the doors didn't really work for me. They were too high, too low, um, up on a curb that I couldn't really jump to get to. Um, So it really just did not work for me. And one day, there was nobody around to help me get the door open and I was stuck in a building until a friend could come help me. And I used my phone to call them to say, hey, can you meet me in this building? I'm stuck. And that was kind of my light bulb moment of, you know, if I can use my phone to get help, why couldn't I use my phone to help myself? So that was kind of the moment of, you know, okay, let's figure this out. Let's see how to do this. Um, And being a business major, I don't have the technical skills to be able to figure out how to make an app. 
find the hardware and software that went into this, but I have enough networking skills to be able to piece together a team. So that's kind of how we went about doing it. So you have a team, right? An Accessador team. And I noticed on your website, it's comprised of Duchess Community College graduates and Marist graduates. So how did you, yes, are these friends? Are these connections you made through classes? How did you go about forming this team? Yeah, so the Marist students are actually friends of mine. Um, we connected during, you know, my junior and senior year. We were friends in classes, um, kind of acquaintances from LinkedIn. You always connect to students that go to your school. Um, and, you know, you send messages, all that stuff. So that's how we kind of got connected. And then the students at Dutchess Community College were actually introduced to me from the head of the engineering department over there when we were looking to start this. Um, I approached them and asked them if they knew any students that would potentially be interested or any that they recommended that would have the skill set needed. And that's how I met Jacob and Max. So it's been a lot of fun. Very cool. So the app is going to launch soon, correct? Yep, yep. In December, we're looking forward to it. We really can't wait to see it operating and helping as many people as possible with it and giving them a sense of independence back. So what has the process been getting to this point, to getting the app to launch date? Definitely a lot of trial and error. I think any entrepreneur will tell you that there's always little successes and little fa failures along the way um, in order to get to where you want to be. And for us, especially being so young and starting the company when we were 18, um, we don't have a lot of life experience yet. So it's been a lot of, you know, trial with getting to where we are. Um, there's been a lot of different steps in order to take it to get to this point, working with different companies within the area to optimize our technology for mass manufacturing and making sure that we're doing it right. I mean, we're kind of learning as we go and I love it, um, but it's, you know, it's a lot of trial and error. So it's been a learning process. I give you a lot of credit for actually saying that, you know, you and your team don't have a lot of life experience yet. You know, you hear a lot of young people who would never admit that or even think that, you know, out loud to say there's there's still a lot to learn. Yeah, we definitely realize that. Um, but I think one of the benefits of being so young is we're not stuck in our ways. So there's a lot of flexibility. There's not the ingrained traditional path that every business person has to take to get to where they want to be. There's all these business models that are out there that you're supposed to follow. And, you know, the traditional path to get to point B, point A, wherever you want to go. Um, but for us, we kind of just wing it. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, we change. And so that's kind of been our motto with this whole thing is seeing what works for the most amount of people. And at the end of the day, the whole point of this is to help people. 
It's not to make millions of dollars, which who knows, it could, but that's not the prime focus of this. So we really just want to help people with it. So let's talk about some highs and lows over the past two years. What have been some great successes, you know, over this process? Definitely. So as far as success is, we definitely have gained a lot of traction since we've started. It's been a great kind of experience to watch, you know, starting from nothing, literally nothing, working in our bedrooms or, you know, an office here or there or whatever, and then kind of building up to where we are. So gaining respect from business people in the county, um, you know, other business leaders in the area who maybe didn't take us all too seriously in the beginning, um, just given our age and what we were trying to do, it's not really that common. So we understood where they were coming from. Um, but to have their respect now and be taken seriously um, is amazing. And we love that we've gotten to, to that point. But besides that, we've definitely won a few awards along the way. Uh, so you mentioned earlier the New York State Business Planning Competition, winning first place at regionals and then second place at states um in 2018 and then we won the innovation challenge last year run by think duchess we won second place um even though i heard it was kind of neck and neck between first and second there were only a few points uh differentiating us and then we also were nominated and awarded as innovator of the year for duchess county in in 2019 so that was really really cool experience. I believe we were the youngest people to win that award in the, I believe it was 20 years last year that they've been doing it. So that was really, really cool to be one of the youngest people to win that. That's awesome. Now, what about some challenges? You know, what have been some barriers you've had to overcome? Definitely. So there's always challenges that entrepreneurs need to face when they're starting a company. Um, you know, starting right off the bat, how do you start a company? We didn't know all the legal paperwork right off the bat and what we had to do and fill out. So that was a learning process. Another challenge was funding. Um, you know, we're college students. We don't really have $50,000 laying around to do a startup company. So we had to decide, you know, are we going to look for venture capitalists? Are we going to look for investors? Are we going to, you know, do the whole bootstrapping end of things? You know, there were a lot of decisions that need to be made. So that was an, another challenge that we came across. We ended up going the bootstrap method and using funding from awards that we've won throughout the years. And that's really been helpful. Um, and then also, forming meaningful partnerships with different companies as well to get, you know, discounts and, and that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. we made it work. So have you had any special mentors along the way? Any uh, folks, whether it be from Duchess or Marist or just in your life who, you know, really helped you along that you looked up to? 
Definitely. So starting right from the beginning, when we first had this idea, um, I went to one of the business professors over at Dr. Sweeney College, uh, Dr. Scott Wellman um, is his name, and he's really been helpful throughout this whole process, just encouraging us to keep going whenever we hit roadblocks or, you know, offering advice or different things that he's seen because he has a lot more experience than we do, um, you know, just trying to help us navigate the whole thing. Um, and then when I got over to Marist, Dr. David Gavin has been a huge support system for us. Uh, he always has an open door. Um, he was always willing to listen whenever I had ideas or challenges or needed advice. Uh, he, he was really the best when that, so he was super helpful. And then, uh, you know, just within the community, there's not a lot of 18, 20, 22 year olds that run a company anywhere, um, but especially here. So being able to connect with, you know, other students at Marist that share similar passions and the community, um, you know, there was a few judges at the New York State Business Plan competition that's kind of followed me along throughout this whole journey and has been there to help me and offer advice um, and make, you know, connections and different introductions. So it's really been great to have a supportive community kind of help us along this journey and push us forward. Um, but there's definitely been a lot of people that have helped us. So what, what, where do you see Accessadora in the next five years? I know you mentioned we before we started recording, we talked about how Marist is starting to use it, Dutchess Community College is starting to use it. You know, what is your hope for it in the next couple of years? Yeah, I mean, we would love to see this nationwide. Our technology is super easy to implement. When we designed it, we had the end user in mind. So we didn't want the installation to be so cumbersome that nobody would want to install it. Um, so we would love to see this, you know, everywhere in California, Texas, really anywhere. Big establishments, mom and pop shops, it's easy enough to be used in any sort of setting. Um, so we're hoping to do that, but also to expand our product line. Um, this sort of technology can be branched out into other forms. Um, so we're looking at a few different avenues for that, for, you know, elevators, push buttons for the crosswalk in cities. Um, it really has a versatile implementation to it. So it's just a few tweaks to be able to do that. So we're hoping to branch out along there too. So I'm going to assume the app is free to download. So yep. once you're in there, you basically you need to look for your location, correct, to find yep. so accessible. Our, yep. So our device, once it's installed into the door, we do have indicator signs. So the establishment that installs it will place our indicator sign above the button. It's neon green. You can't miss it. And Anybody that would need the button 
we need to be close enough to it unless and kind of you know see from there that they can use the app to open the door that just seems very simple we tried to make it as easy as possible so what advice do you have for current students or alumni who maybe are thinking of starting their own app, you know, have their own idea for a business? Yeah, I mean, with any business, not even just apps, build a community that's going to support you. I think a lot of entrepreneurs in the beginning, until they prove themselves, have a hard time getting support. A lot of people think the whole idea of entrepreneurship is crazy it's not you know a secure form of employment until you get to that point so build a community that's going to be willing to help you and then also build a team that fills the skill sets that you miss i am not an engineer i don't know the first thing about building an app but i know how to network and I know how to build connections, given that this is major. So utilizing your strengths and filling in your weaknesses is something that I recommend everybody do. Um, no matter what your, you know, what your industry is or what you're looking to do in life. Um, but not only that, but learn along the way. Like I think a lot of people get stuck in one track and don't realize that they can go in and change what they're doing or alter the path that they're taking to get to their end goal. So that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is you can do kind of whatever you want to do. It's your company. You're the one running it. So you're not really reporting to anyone with how you get to your goal. Um, so just have fun with it. You know, have a little bit of free will. Loosen the reins a little bit and just figure it out as you go. And I wanted to mention the website is basically accessador.com, correct? If yep. anyone wanted to check it out. Yep. E C C E S S A D O O R. Yep. Got it. Well, thank you. Is there anything that I may have neglected to ask that you think we should include? I think you covered the bases really well. Um, you know, the one thing that I always say to people is with our technology, ultimately it's up to the establishment to install it into their campus, hospital, building, shop, whatever it may be. Um, but the one thing that I like to tell people is even though the owner or the person in charge of that buying decision might not need it, their customers, their students, their patients, they might need it. Not everybody in the buying power is going to have a physical limitation. So they themselves might not understand it. But if you put themselves in somebody else's position or somebody else's shoes, or if they have a family member or a friend that might be, you know, struggling, physically that's something they need to understand and kind of open their eyes to um and we really you know push the idea of universal design and really making their establishment as accessible as possible our product retails for 99.99 so it's easily affordable 
for any budget, and it's not going to break the bank like a lot of alterations do. So it's easy enough to implement. Well, that's a wonderful note to end on. Thank you very much. We'll be following to see how the lunch yes, goes. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much again for having me. We loved it. This was great. Uh, and for those listening, we thank you for listening to our series, Alumni Making an Impact. Uh, we'll be back again next spring with another season of Marist Connections. And please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can keep in touch and know every time we post a new episode of Marist Connections. We will continue to bring you conversations with alumni as well as students, faculty, staff, and many others. If you have suggestions for future podcast themes or guests, please email us at maristalumni at marist.edu. And on social media, be sure to check us out on Marist Alumni Facebook and official Marist Alumni and Instagram. So Dana, thank you very much once again. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Thank you. And everyone else have a great day.